is Truth Talks. Welcome back, everyone, to the Truth Talks podcast. I'm your host, Buddy Boone. Thank you all for tuning in today. Uh, with me in the studio, we have the pastor of Bellcroft Bible Church. His name is Pastor Matt White. How you doing today, sir? Man, I am wishing I had a cool name like Buddy Boone. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Your mom, she she's awesome, man. So it was actually my dad. Okay, your dad. It was my dad. Your yeah. dad is a blessing. Yeah. To to give you a name, I mean that is that is awesome, <laughs> buddy. Boom. I mean it just it just rings with with uh, authority and joy, buddy. Boom. I love it. I love it. I mean I just got a simple, pretty, bland, no frills, no nothing, but you, buddy. Boom. I, love I, ask, I ask you how you do it, and that's your response you give me. Well, it's just I love you, man, and I just uh, your name. It, it's it brings a big smile to my to my heart. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you for allowing me to be in your presence today. <laughs> I appreciate that. And uh, I have literally. But everybody else, trust me, they're listening. They're thinking, buddy, Boone. That's like that's like made for radio. I mean, come on, man. Sorry. Oh my goodness. Sorry. I apologize. Right. I digress. We got the black guy blushing over <laughs> here. All right. <laughs> so this is I have a couple questions for you. And these questions really what they come down to are a few fundamental things that I would almost imagine that other people have mm-hmm. a question about. So that's why I wanna, you know, kinda give them some thought and some conversation today. Yep. Um I want to it's an anonymous question that has come in, and uh, I would almost imagine that everybody would have this question mm-hmm. or want to know more about this particular subject. Mm-hmm. And um, we have spoken about this once before, and uh, now it's coming kind of, you know, it's becoming more real, I would say. Oh, yeah. So the conversation, the topic I would uh, put before you all today is really uh, that of uh, mandatory, mm-hmm. uh, any mandatory vaccines that mm-hmm. you may have to take for work. Um, we've already discussed uh, the the whole concept of vaccines and all those things uh, yep. in a previous podcast. It's called Vax or No Vax. Mm-hmm. And, you know, please go take uh, a listen to it. Um, I don't even remember the, the date gonna, of it. I was going to say. I was what was there, the date of it? You're, you're talking about that, and I'm going, we did that? Yeah, December 10th, 2020. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it feels like three years ago, <laughs> but yeah, it was December 10th, 2020. So go back and take a listen to that. The reason why I want to address it is because this anonymous person and no doubt a lot of people are now mm-hmm. being uh, pushed to take the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the first thing that I'm thinking of is, you know, one man is sinful. And we mm-hmm. don't want to do anything that we are told to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really has to do with uh, the authority that we want to buck all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. And whether it be God's authority, whether it be man's authority, mm-hmm. whether it be a spousal authority, um, we always want to buck authority. Mm-hmm. That's just who we are, our nature, and you know how we were made. So mm-hmm. um, there is this... Uh, I'm going to read what this husband wrote to the wife, and it's really a husband and wife kind of going back and forth Mm. and trying to wrestle with this idea. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just to give you a perspective, the wife actually is being mandated by work 
the husband is not being mandated by work to take the uh, vaccine. Mm -hmm. So uh, the husband has responded biblically, and I got both sides of the story, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So I'm going to kind of give you both sides of the story. So, you know, mandated, there's a declination form that the, the wife can fill out, and the declination form basically has two questions. And she is wondering how you could answer it biblically. One, how to biblically biblically answer the declination questions. One, my sincerely held religious belief is as follows. And they are asking for you to fill in the blank to say, this is why I'm not taking the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And the second one is the specific doctrine or teaching that prevents me from receiving the vaccine is. Mm-hmm. So those are the two sentences on the declination form that mm-hmm. the wife is saying that if she fills it out and they accept it, she does not have to take mm-hmm. the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Now, the husband has, you know, he's he's kind of laid out like what it is, like what are the thing, what the things are that mm-hmm. uh, two reasons on both sides. So, mm-hmm. hey, violation of your conscience, mm-hmm. don't take it. Mm-hmm. But then the other side, he's like, you know, here's why you would be able to take it because of you know, these biblical standards. Mm-hmm. So before I get into that part, the, the, the yes and no of the husband, I want to kind of address the wife's concerns first. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would imagine that a lot of people that are listening would have the same or similar questions or, and situation, I would say mm-hmm. that they may be, you know, cause we live, you know, most, most of the people in our church, yep. a lot of people in our church work in government, yep. you know, U S government. So they're being mandated oh, school yeah. system, you know, even yep. the private sector are mandating people to yep. do the vaccine. I've so. had so many people ask me about this already cause they're having to deal with it. Even my own mother is having to face this. Oh, same, really? Yeah. Same question. So yeah, it hit close to home. Tons of our uh, government employees, military people, school teachers, nurses. Yeah, I mean, I've probably been asked this question a dozen times in the the last month. Yeah, military. In the last month, and that's not an exaggeration. That might actually be a low number. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's a real real deal, and it's only going to get, obviously, greater in its... its, uh, proliferation of the mandate right it's only going to go wider and and therefore the questions and concerns are only going to grow so yeah i i i think your the premise of what you're asking me now is you know thinking about this from a biblical perspective like yes, how do we wrestle definitely. with this biblically and it and, and i would say a couple things one as i start one it 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 is a difficult issue to deal with on multiple levels um, first of all, to be mandated to, to uh, personally put something into your body that you don't want to take is a pretty big deal, yeah. right? Now, I get it. There's going to be myriads of opinions across the spectrum on this, right? Um, so uh, I, I get it. I'm, I'm speaking generally here. Yet you cannot deny the fact that you know, for somebody who it's not their body to force somebody to put something into their body, that's a pretty big deal. Like that's crossing some boundaries there that have to be recognized. Definitely. Right. This isn't your body. It's my body. Right. And I'm answerable to God, honestly, because it's my body is given to me by God. I'm a steward 
right? First Corinthians, if you're a believer, right? First Corinthians six, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, right? And so God gives me this and I'm to care for it, obviously, and steward it. And God cares about the body. The body isn't just meaningless matter. And so that's why we believe in taking care of ourselves to the best of our abilities and watching what we eat and what we do and all these things. And so when you start talking about mandating things that uh, potentially could harm myself and my and my body or what or or anything along that line, whether it be something I eat or 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 a vaccine, it's like yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty serious thing to mandate for mm-hmm. somebody, right? Mm-hmm. I know the reasons why I get it. I'm just starting at the at the top and working my way down. So I think before you even move much further in the conversation, I think there just has to be an admission that this isn't an open shut case. Right. Like many people who talk about it are just like, well, I don't what's the big deal? It doesn't matter. It's just a vaccine. It's like, no, it is a big deal. Mm-hmm. It is a it is a massive deal to start telling people it's not your choice. Yes, it is their choice. It's their mm-hmm. body. Right. Right. It's not yours. Just mm-hmm. like you. They're not going to tell you what you can do in the, in that sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I think you got to start there and you got to demonstrate a respect and and an understanding of uh, of compassion in that sense. And obviously there's going to be differences of opinion. So certain people aren't going to really care. They're just it's not it's not doesn't bother them. They've gotten vaccines for, you know, uh, for uh, uh, many different reasons. They travel the country a lot like I do, had to get a ton of vaccines and it's just, you know, it's just they're used to it. Other people not so much. Other people will have all kinds of reasons for why they've lost loved ones, they've seen uh, children affected by it. there's all everybody has a story and everybody has a reason and i think you just got to start there and and uh have a sense of of compassion and understanding that there is going to be a ton of different opinions about this and i think rightfully so right because i mean i know personally a number of people that cannot get the vaccine mm-hmm. they legitimately cannot get it because of immunocompromised <clears throat> situations their doctors have told them if you get the vaccine x y and z will happen hmm. and it's like what do those people do right, right. <laughs> if they're if their company mandates it or the government <laughs> mandates it mm-hmm. and there are you know plenty of cases like that where people can't like le- legitimately they have a blood disorder they've got all kinds of issues that are going to the vaccine is going to create a, a a physiological response it's going to be detrimental if not deadly and of course we've already seen you know more people have died from the vaccine than anybody wants to even acknowledge and yeah. so there are issues there there are mm-hmm. issues that are obviously there the vaccine's not even FDA approved yet mm-hmm. you know there's just there's just a lot more to it than I think a lot of people are being honest about um as of this recording it's not yeah, but yeah you know they were talking about uh expediting that to, yeah yeah you know, and i and up. i i get that and uh you know there's just a lot of questions the rollout's been disastrous um there's been tons of issues with it there's just it has it's it hasn't been transparent it hasn't obviously been as effective um there's just there's just a number of reasons why People are down on those who have hesitancy, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Why wouldn't you be hesitant? Mm -hmm. I mean, 
anybody who trusts our government has got issues, yeah. right? I mean, our government should never be trusted. Side note, Afghanistan is one of the oh, I mean, biggest and examples that's, of that. That's just the icing on the cake. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, the history is proven. The government has got issues beyond anything anybody wants to say. And I don't say that out of disrespect. That's facts, mm-hmm. right? That's just truth. Mm-hmm. I'm not being. And it's not party driven. That no, is. I'm, I'm, I'm not being disrespectful. I'm mm-hmm. just telling you the truth. Don't ever trust the government. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you do, something's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. They're not out for your best interest. And if you think this whole vaccine is driven by that, then something's wrong. Um, and so I think you got to start there. If you're going to have this conversation, because why there? And I'm not saying that that you shouldn't get the vaccine. That's, again, a personal choice. I'm just saying you got to be careful if you're going to come down hard nose against people who are strange or weird or something's wrong with them. They're the enemy because they won't get the vaccine. You are not thinking about this rightly. If that's the way you're going to come down on it, you got to come down on it like, hey, it's a personal choice. You have the right to make that choice in that the right is it's your body. It's not their body. And so I think you got to start there. And then to the biblical sense, yeah, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. You ought to be taking care of what you put in it, right? I mean, the body, the Bible even speaks of that reality of uh, not being drunk and those kind of things because it affects the body, mm-hmm. right? It affects the life. And so we ought to be uh, careful about that and ought to take those medical choices seriously, obviously, because we know what can happen. And... um and then the reality of you were asking about a biblical reason, um, depending on, again, the personal conviction of the individual, you could have a, obviously a biblical case if your conscience is, is clear, clearly convicted that you, do, you should not take the vaccine because of, you know, and I've talked to people who have this, to take the vaccine is not trusting God and therefore my conscience is is pricked that if I take the vaccine, it's sin for me because I'm not trusting God, which is a sin, then obviously you can't take the vaccine, right? Mm-hmm. I, would, I would maybe want to have time with that person and walk them through some things mm-hmm. because their conscience maybe needs to be trained. But in that moment, don't take the vaccine. You don't mm-hmm. sin against your conscience, right? Mm-hmm. Even if your conscience obviously may be weakened and, and immature or, or, or unsound, you still in that moment, you don't want to habit, habitually train your conscience to sin against it because now you're shutting off the internal alarm system that the Lord has given to all of us. So, so there's a biblical case to be made there, right? Where mm-hmm. uh, Romans 14 and dealing with your conscience. But there's also a biblical case you could make for your body's the temple of the Holy Spirit, right? And there's a sense in which you feel like, hey, this is, this is, this is an invasion, uh, in, in a negative sense, and I am uh, doing something that I feel like is 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 affecting my body negatively, and I'm and I'm told in First Corinthians six, I'm I'm just giving you what people could do scripturally, mm-hmm. right? If they had these, I I personally don't hold those convictions, but these could be legitimate convictions that somebody has, mm-hmm. and I would you know, obviously be like, okay, yeah, I I hear what you're saying. I don't agree, you know, me personally, but I could see in a broad sense where you hold that and go that down that road. So there are, there are avenues obviously where people could uh, fill out that form and, and obviously they not manipulative, you know, lying, but that's their conviction. Mm -hmm. Right. And I know people obviously that 
hold to some of those convictions and obviously they live their life that way it's not well yeah. it's it's just for the vaccine right but they actually live their life that mm-hmm. way and you can see it in myriads of ways and that could be the doctrinal side they ask what's the what's the doctrinal side well the doctrinal side is my body is the temple of the holy spirit mm-hmm. so i take care of that and i'm being careful of what i put in there and how i treat that and this vaccine i'm i'm not convinced that it's not going to uh a mess with my body or whatever, you know, and again, I'm just, I'm playing devil's advocate on the mm-hmm. other side because that's what you ask. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's some answers in some ways uh, you could go about that. And again, I think you have to start from the position that there is all kinds of legitimate reasons because of the government for you to be hesitant about taking the vaccine. Mm-hmm. I think you can't start from the other side, which is where most people start from, at least in our culture, where it's like, what's wrong with it? Just take the vaccine. Lift up your shirt and jab it. You know, they make mm-hmm. it sound like like it's no big deal. And it's like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. The government has so mucked up this whole vaccine rollout. And then they're wondering why people are hesitant. It's yeah. the government's fault. That's mm-hmm. their own fault. They have so so uh, lost it Mm -hmm. in this whole thing and then they're trying to blame everybody else for not wanting the vaccine i'm like oh you are crazy you're so clueless is the only word i can come up with they're clueless to the whole deal they just they clueless and leading clueless and in 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 rolling this thing out clueless and continuing it and now somehow mandating vaccines is going to make it better it's just like they're just they're just they've they've unhinged they've lost control so i think you have to start there and give people the benefit of the doubt before you begin to to shepherd them and maybe in a different direction so that's where i would start the conversation and then build on it from there maybe in a different direction on the positive side of the vaccine now one of the things that you said was that you were you said that you would have to kind of walk through them Mm-hmm. with those things mm-hmm. what are some of those things because one of the things that you know uh uh that was mentioned in the uh question was having to do with a a set a sense of i'd say rebellion mm-hmm. that you know i don't want to take this vaccine only because i'm being forced to take it and that was something that they had to kind of work through as yeah. a couple yeah and i think there is a again i think we have to be careful, right? I get it. We're commanded to submit to authority. We're commanded to uh, obey our rulers and all of those things which are true, and I believe in that. And yet, when those above us are commanding us to do something with our bodies, that's that that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one thing if you're, like, telling me to shovel dirt, right? And mm-hmm. I work for you. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's my job. I'll shovel dirt. I'll mm-hmm. shovel dirt for eight hours. That's what you command me to do I, I submit to authority it's another thing when you start telling me to eat dirt yeah and now you're now i'm like wait a minute that's not my job not mm-hmm. my job to eat dirt like why why are you commanding me to eat dirt Dirt? Mm-hmm. you see the difference yeah. you're like commanding me to do something that could obviously hurt me mm-hmm. you know and it's just like wait a minute now i get it i we haven't even talked about the other side because the argument is well you taking the vaccine makes our workplace more safe Blah, blah, blah. I get that. And that's a whole nother side of the discussion. But again, I think it's I think it's just it's very. um, How shall I say this? It's quite arrogant on the part of many others to speak with such flippancy about people who don't want to get the vaccine as if they're weird, 
strange or something wrong. And I'm like, why would you think that? Like what? I, I would think the other. I would think to take it without a sense of hesitancy would make me go, are you, are you thinking this through? Like, mm-hmm. have you thought this through? Do you look who's talking to you? Mm-hmm. Like, like, especially then when it comes from an employer, you're just like, really? Like, like I can see the government because it fits their MO to obviously control and somehow bring order. And obviously they're making money and all of this stuff that's coming out of this. There's so much driven by this. That's not for healthcare, obviously. And, and it's like, that makes sense. But why are we doing this as, as, as jobs and, and, employees and employers and it's just like and there's reasons i get it your situation you know that you're promoting you know might warrant that at different jobs okay a school okay children all right let's talk about that nurses needing to be vaccine vaccinated okay let's talk about that or you know nurse or school teachers or nurses or health care whatever you know mm-hmm. old, working in a in a nursing home okay now 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 you're building a case that i could say okay that makes sense why an employer would maybe want that because obviously we see they're dealing with high risk people or whatever. Right. They're so, in a healthcare environment. Yes, and, yes. Yeah. So so now we're getting into some reasons, but just a blanketed, you know, mm-hmm. across the across the board, I got hesitancy and I think it's warranted. So I just think um you just gotta think it through. You gotta think it through and come at it with a a sense of compassion and clarity and listening and uh, understanding like understanding like I, I i feel like in this whole thing um the people who don't want the vaccines are being crucified and they're being they're being labeled as weirdos and i'm going no i think those people actually might be the smarter ones mm-hmm. it's like come on man don't crucify your smart people mm-hmm. not saying that the ones that got the vaccine aren't smart but it's like they're, we're treating these people like there's something wrong with them. And I think logic, logic it would lead you to go, this is not right. The way this thing's been rolled out, the way this thing is going, nothing's approved. It's emergency. There's, it's just everything about it smells funny. Yeah. I, so, I can't remember the last time the government has given away anything for free. They don't give anything away for free. I can't remember. And they that. don't do anything that doesn't help them. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, we know that. Yeah. And so, and uh, you know what? And I'm fine with that, right? Mm-hmm. I'm in the sense of that's the way all governments work. But to act as if it's not that, that's yeah. the duplicitous nature where it's like, that makes it look even more suspecting mm-hmm. where you're just like, come on, man, just tell me the truth. If, hey, if this is what you're doing, then just tell us. But obviously that's not the case. And so... So I, I say all that to say there has to be an air of, of leniency and understanding on the part of, I think, everyone for those that don't want to take the vaccine because that's just the right thing to do because, it's again, it's their body, mm-hmm. right? I mean, in the sense of I mean, it's not mine. It's not my choice, right. right? It's yours. And so how can I be upset with you? You know, in that sense, now I, I get it. Now you turn the argument and you say, yeah, but your choice is affecting others. And obviously that's a whole Pandora's box. But um, yeah, so I think biblically, I think you got to be careful um, when when you're dealing with um, things like that. When you're dealing with asking people to digest, ingest, take something into their body that obviously has the potential to drastically harm them, 
kill them or go against their conscience and convictions. Mm -hmm. And they're clearly, as I just lined out, not for everyone, but they're, you could build a case. Conviction, my body's the temple of the Holy Spirit. I don't take anything that, that obviously is foreign and, and, and I, I see that could hurt that. Or conscience-wise, I don't think taking the vaccine, and I, I mean, this is a pretty common one. Taking the vaccine is proving that I'm not trusting God. God made my body. God sovereign. God protects me. Therefore, why would I take a vaccine? That's just all saying I don't trust the Lord. That's my conscience. Now you're telling me to take the vaccine. Now I'm going against my conscience. I'm in sin. That's, yeah. That is a clear case that you could build. And, yeah. and I say, no problem. Don't take the vaccine, right? The same case could be built the other way as well. Totally. You know what to I mean? Exactly. Like, hey, you. Well, why are you worried about that? Trust in God. You have to, you're mandated by your employer to take the vaccine. Take it. If you die, it's not because of the vaccine, Jonathan Edwards. It's because it was your time. Yep. Yep. You could say, you could say that as well. I mean, mm -hmm. it can go both ways. And then the person could say, yeah, but it's my body. Why I don't have to take it. Right. Mm -hmm. Which they don't. But what's the reason behind them wanting to take it? Is it because they are being told like, Hey, you have to take it. No, and no, it's no. a, it's a rebellious thing no. or no, that's different. That's, right. that's sin. Mm -hmm. Right. No, the, con the reasoning that, uh, you know, again, paying, playing devil's advocate, hypothetically, building the case is no the reason i wouldn't take it is because it's my body mm -hmm. and my body's the temple of the holy spirit and i'm not going to take anything that could potentially harm me and my body because i'm given that as a stewardship from the lord and it's my responsibility to take care of that as much as i can and so i'm going against that so therefore that defies a convictional doctrinal issue that i hold or my conscience so yeah so it has nothing to do with authority it has everything to do, uh, and maybe in some sense, with my own authority over my own body, right? Mm -hmm. You don't answer for my body, mm -hmm. right? I do. You don't, you right. know? And so in that sense, it's my authority, mm -hmm. right? That you're, that you're invading now when you're, you're telling me uh, to do that, you know? And uh, it, it, is, it is interesting how quickly we uh, are ready to judge people for not wanting not wanting for them not wanting to do what we want them to do right mm. it's like we're standing in judgment it's like it's their life it's their body and they're not doing it and we're somehow judging them it's like how quickly we have the shoe has flipped and yeah. it's just like who died and made you judge that's mm -hmm. that's between them and god mm -hmm. right in that issue you know mm -hmm. um so uh, yeah i just think you got to be careful you 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 really do have to be careful and uh but I'm with you. Yeah. And then it, it flips on the other side, you know? Yeah. Every vaccine I've ever taken, I've always, uh, I've always had that same thought. It's like, you know, I have to do this to get into the country, to bring the gospel. I mean, it's not something I want to do, but it's something I need to do mm -hmm. and I can't get around it. So I'm gonna trust the Lord. So every time. So, yeah. yeah so I get that. That's always been my conviction. And that's, it's what I do, you know, because I travel internationally and you have to do that. So in that sense, for those of us who travel internationally, so much of this mandate stuff is so normal for us because mm -hmm. most countries that I've gone to, you have a list of things you you have to get vaccinated for. Mm -hmm. They will not let you into the country. You have to show your papers, your card. And, and I've had to do that numerous times. And obviously... It's just the way it is. And so, yeah, so now, that argument has been used with the polio vaccine 
and you know other vaccines that are there mm-hmm. you know you have to you have to have certain vaccinations mm-hmm. to be able to go to school you know yep. kids and all these things yep. now there are some you know some forms that you can fill out to say yep. hey I'm anti or don't do vaccines yeah but, those don't work really good internationally though <laughs> right internationally <laughs> yeah. you, you got to do that yeah. now see here's you know just kind of going with the argument with, with the arguments that I've heard because I've heard tons of arguments both ways yep. so I want to bring all of those to light and yep. get a biblical perspective on them yeah so this will but be was, the, did, was that helpful in just playing devil's advocate and showing you from scripture where you, I, can, you can't play devil's advocate and show me from scripture Matt. Yeah. that's yeah. what you just said well I mean playing the opposite <laughs> side I apologize that that isn't a very good analogy is it no that's not right yeah. so but playing the other say. side that's right. what I was doing but that's not necess- that's not my I just want to be clear with the listener that's not my convictions mm-hmm. I don't have that I don't hold those but i could see where people do hold those I, right. i've talked to people and i can see that from scripture and obviously i probably wouldn't agree with them on a couple areas but i could see that and i definitely see i definitely see that and that is very appreciated i think that the the other thing that i was kind of pushing with with the vaccines like going yeah. to a different country or whatever yeah. is that like uh people will say well you have to take a vaccine to do this what's wrong with having this type of vaccine and the the argument is of a vaccine that has been in place for sure. years and sure. has been proven for yes. years versus one that is you know trial yeah that is that has, has not gone through the totally. proper testing totally um i, I think I, that, that's warranted yeah the biggest the longest one that i or the shortest one that i heard was the chickenpox vaccine, which was it took like four years for it to be approved. Yep. Um, and this one hasn't even been around for eighteen months. Yeah. No. Know? I am. I am honestly, to be honest with you, I am. I'm surprised uh, how quickly um, employers are jumping on. Like I, I'm. I, I'm. I think legally, employers have no like it will not hold up in in the courts if somebody were to take their their employer to court over this saying they lost their job because they didn't get the vaccine Mm -hmm. i think if i mean i'm not a lawyer but i think i could easily win that case in court because it's not even fda approved Mm -hmm. now i get it it's likely going to be for various reasons but my point is how can you mandate something to somebody that the government hasn't even approved yet right so uh, i mean it's such shaky ground and yet so many people are jumping on that bandwagon Mm -hmm. and and forcing their employees to do that it's just like how my the reason why i'm bringing this up i know the answer i know why they're doing it and it's simply this people are so afraid this entire thing is driven by fear. Fear has undergirded this entire thing, an overreaction of fear, i.e. because of a lack of the gospel and a trust in the Lord. And it shows you how powerful the emotion of fear is, that people would start already mandating these things in massive companies, something that's not even, you know, not even fully approved, FDA approved. It's like, how legally, how, can you even do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Obviously, they're working on that because they know. The reason they're doing that is because they know legally they can't do that. You can't force somebody to do that, you know, legally when it's not even uh, approved. Uh, it's it's lunacy, and yet people are obviously doing it. So, 
Um, it's all fear. It's very sad. So yeah, I don't know of any job before the vaccine that you have to do something like that before you're actually hired. Can you think of something like that? Like before you get this job, you have to have these certain medical procedures done, you know, in order for you to have that. I mean, I, I mean, you could make a case and I know it's a stretch, but you can make a case where a drug test, right? You gotta, you gotta, you know, take a drug test before you get well, the job or yeah, something. But that is, they're trying to figure out what's already in your yeah, body. Yeah, no, it's, it's again, it's a stretch. It's not you ingesting something. Right, right. It's you <laughs> letting something out to right, show them. I, right. I get it, but it is, it is a private, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, matter, but it makes sense. And obviously you're dealing with what is already law, right? Mm-hmm. It's illegal to have uh, certain substances in your body. Exactly. So we're dealing with that, which is law. There's nothing in the books. They're not dealing with law. We're not dealing. Again, that's the, that's the side to this where you have to think this through. We're not, you know, it's not a law to have the vax, the vaccine. Like there's no law that demands that it's not a, it's not, you're not breaking the law. If you get COVID, it's not not, yet. Not (laughs) yet. So, but my point is it's really, it's really shaky ground Mm -hmm. that people are on. And, um, and yet there is there is the um you know the nature of our of our country and the way that it works you know employers have latitude in in parameters right set mm-hmm. for their employees and there there are flexible parameters there and so there is some warrant for employees to desire certain things and so that's that's the loophole that they're getting in but it it, it won't hold it won't hold i'm telling you until it's fda approved Mm-hmm. any any decent lawyer throw that out in a heartbeat yeah but again then you got to go through the law and money and no yeah obviously people don't want to do that so um yeah some of the corporations have the money their, their money yeah. is long enough to yeah you know be able to and they know it's going like to be that. fda approved eventually because government's going to do it for various reasons and so yeah it's it's almost becomes a mute point at that at that time, but it, it is a reality. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So, uh, I hope that this answered you all's question, uh, anonymous couple, about this. I will, however. Uh, but now wait, I think that I go got. Ahead. I guess there's more to say. I don't. Th- I was. I was like waiting for the next question. The other side to this, the other side to this that I think is interesting that is hard to deal with, is is the employer employee relationship, right? Okay. And so, um, you know, again, we're dealing with unbelievers. And so, you know, scripture obviously applies to everyone in the sense of the Lordship of Christ and universal truths of God and our, uh, his authority over us. But when you're dealing with Colossians four, uh, Ephesians six, you know, these passages that speak of master slave and in the context of application, you know, you know, broader implications of employee employer. It is interesting that scripture is really clear to the masters. And again, I'm applying it. I know master literally means slave master, but applying it in the broader implication of employer in our context. It is interesting that scripture is pretty clear that the employer must treat his employee justly, right? Mm-hmm. Commanded by God, mm-hmm. right? Um, 
and there's a number of passages, but I'm just going to turn well, to we, Colossians. We were going the same way. Oh, is that? We were, we, okay. Well, kind of. Yeah, we were, so. We were going in the same direction. Um, Masters, treat your bondservants justly and fairly, knowing that you also have a master in heaven, right? Mm-hmm. And so, again, there is a responsibility. Whether they admit it or not is a whole nother discussion, but, again, they're going to have to answer to God eventually, um, as we all will. And so there is that responsibility of the employer to treat their employees fairly, and you have to wrestle, is this is this being fair, Right. And I think that's where the reality of, hey, get to test or wear a mask and get or get the vaccine or wear a mask and get tested. I think that's that's a that's giving an option. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a fair that's a fair response or a just response. But to just mandate everybody get it or you get fired. You now you're just like, really, is that is that, you know, again, I get it. This is a unequal um, uh, uh, application of a text to unbelievers. I get it. But. I'm just thinking biblically how we think this through. Mm-hmm. Now you can go over to First Peter, and you have to deal with the passage over there of submitting to unjust. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you ask. So I'm showing the conundrums of Scripture and how you have to wrestle with this biblically. Second so, Peter two. Uh, First Peter uh, First two. Peter two. Yeah. So servants, be subject to your masters with all respect, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the unjust. There you go. Right mm-hmm. now, clearly. That could easily be unjust, for this is a gracious thing when mindful of God, one endures sorrows while suffering unjustly. For what credit is it if, when you sin, are beaten for it, and you endure, but if, when you do good and suffer for it, you endure, this is a gracious thing in the sight of God. For to this you have been called, because Christ suffered, and on it goes. So, obviously, again, the 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 immediate application is not employee-employer, it's slave-master. Mm. And these slaves technically have no right to leave their master. That's the whole point. Like even an unjust master, you suffer under him to the glory of God. That's what Peter is saying. So again, the analogy isn't perfect because this is the side where I think it's always better just to leave your job. Like if your conviction is... No, I don't want the vaccine, um, and I have, like I said earlier, my convictions against it, i.e., you know, playing the, the advocate. Um, then, I almost said angel advocate, but play, <laughs> <laughs> but playing the other side, I have my convictions, so mm-hmm. guess what? I can leave. I can get another job. Mm-hmm. Like, just leave. Like, that's the, that's the beauty of our country and our place in life. It's like, all right, I don't need to work here. Right just, now. Ju- yeah, yeah, just leave, right? Yeah. So there's that side that I think the employee has to realize. The employer does have a have a place in life where the, it's their job, mm-hmm. it's their business. They can, within the legality of the law, pretty much stipulate whatever they want for their employees by way of it's fair and it's just. And we can argue whether this is fair and just, but if it's FDA approved, they can do that. Right. Mm-hmm. And obviously there's a case they can build because they want to build a safe environment. And in their mind, having everybody vaccinated is the safest thing they can do. That's why they have 
uh, fire extinguishers at the door and a security system on the in the building mm -hmm. and sprinklers and I mean it's just right so I could build a case for that and say yeah and so if you're going to work in this environment we don't have smoking in our office why because it's safe we keep every we believe in keeping everybody healthy and mm -hmm. and yeah we have a workout program and you get a free gym membership because we want everybody to be healthy mm -hmm. and we require everybody to be vaccinated you know so mm -hmm. yeah I could see yeah look they're trying that's their mindset okay so they're they're in the right to do that fda approved you know that idea being what it is yeah they're in their right so you're you don't have to take the job or you can leave so i think in that sense i think the employee has to wrestle with that yeah my employer does have that right in that sense they can stipulate that um it's a little odd coming on the backside of it but nobody knew about covid and all of that you know, that's coming in later. Mm -hmm. So they're adjusting some of these parameters. But, I mean, it is in their right, especially once it's FDA approved. So I think you just have to wrestle. Do I want to stay in this job? If I do, then get the vaccine. If not, then leave. I mean, it's that simple, mm -hmm. right? And I think there's sometimes we overthink it and we want to defend rights and go down that road. And it's like, no, no, I think you're, 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 you're starting to poke hornet's nests and it's like that's just live a quiet peaceful life you know that's what we're commanded to do and if your convictions are that then just step down and i've known people who have done that already in their jobs mm -hmm. because it's like yeah i'm not i'm not going to do that and it's like yeah all right step down and that's what and they have they have and i think that's the right move if your convictions are that mm -hmm. you don't want to go against those ever um so um yeah, I think you have to think that through as well. So then you're back to wrestling. Is it worth it? Like, is it is that now you're you're back to, is it worth it for me to get the vaccine? Do I need to get more information to be instructed, informed better, to have a better clarity and conviction? Are my convictions really biblical or are they just more emotional? So you got to work with that. And then as you get those clarities, then it's like, okay, is it worth it to go ahead and get the vaccine and keep the job or is do I just say forget it? You yeah. know, or there is another option, honestly, because the form is there to fill out the form and say, hey, yeah, maybe I don't I can't answer these two things, but I would like to talk to somebody. Can I just get wear a mask and be tested mm -hmm. until while I still think this through while mm -hmm. I still work on? It? Can I wait until there's more time? I think that's a legitimate option that yeah. I think most employers would accept mm -hmm. and just say, you know what? I'm still not ready. I, I I want more time. Would you give that to me? And I'll wear a mask. I'll wear a double mask. I'll get tested every week. Whatever you want me to do, I just need more time. I think most employers would say yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's another option. Yeah. I, my conviction uh, in this, and I'm kind of neutral, so just before y'all start sending me, like Matt would say, 12 emails about, uh, you know, when you took one side, you took the other side. I'm, I'm a, I have a very neutral approach to this. Um, the thing about it is if there were not other treatments, then I would say, well, maybe we should, you know, take the vaccine. Yeah. But there have been other treatments that have been by, I mean, when I say thousands, I mean thousands of doctors mm -hmm. have used different treatments for COVID-19 yep. and they have been affected. But obviously that is not the mainstream, uh, you know, 
the mainstream uh, narrative. That, yeah. That's a horrible word, but you know that's not the name mainstream thing that's coming out. You know, people are like, well, that's the only, this is the only safe and effective thing, but there are a lot of other safe and effective treatments for mm-hmm. COVID, and uh, you know, it's I, I think that that is part of the reason why it's it's a it's a tragedy that it is the vaccine is being mandated oh it's an it's a disaster Mm -hmm. it's an utter disaster because it 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 is completely eviscerating the validity of the vaccine Mm -hmm. and even worse this is this is something that concerns me because i think the damage is already done it is eviscerating it is removing validity from the whole healthcare system yeah like like people have i think honest um, thoughtful people in the quietness of their heart have very little confidence in our healthcare system. Mm-hmm. As I've said from the pulpit, because it's true, we, we really, we have proven that there are very few, if any medical experts anymore. Mm. We have nothing more than political pontificators yeah. who wear white coats. Mm-hmm. And that is sad because we need people to speak with uh, medical clarity and confidence. And there are some, and I've heard them in different places and in different, I was just listening to one the other day. I'm like, where is this guy? He was speaking at a school board in, um, Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. It it was, it was phenomenal. Oh, very good. I've seen Yeah, epidemiologist that I was like, Mm -hmm. Dr. Fauci has never sounded as, Mm -hmm. as clear convictional Mm -hmm. and convincing as this guy was. I'm like, why is this guy not leading? Right. Well, that video has been taken down. So I was sending it to people and and the link was was removed. I sent it to the elders and I said, you better watch it now because it'll be taken down in hours. And it Mm -hmm. was right. And it was, it was, I mean, it was, it's, it's what's interesting, right? So it's like common sense is so underrated. Like there's so much about life that is just like, uh, did you think about that, George? Like, mm-hmm. like even about this, it's just like common sense will tell you something's not right here, whether mm-hmm. it's dealing with the masks, whether it's dealing <laughs> with the vet. It's yeah. just like common sense will tell you, really? Like, did we buy into this? Yeah. Like, come on, people. Mm-hmm. And, and. And when you hear even doctors speak with what is common sense and you go, yeah, that's what I've been thinking all along. That, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then you hear these other people and it's like, no, it came from bats. And you're just like, really? Like, how in the world did that happen? And then it's like, no, vaccines looking like it came from a from a lab that people were messing with it and trying to come up yeah, with this with, with this with this. uh uh a vaccine that cannot be stopped. And it's like, hmm, isn't that kind of what we're seeing? <laughs> and it's like, that makes sense. Yeah. That's kind of what we were thinking all along. And anyway, it's crazy. So, And and there have been people all, all over the world eating all types of stuff. Yeah. And all of a sudden, this, yeah. this has happened, yeah. you know, so. I just, yeah, I, I, I thought it was interesting. The doctor the other day was talking about the, um, the fact that the COVID virus obviously has been in animals, and I've talked to different people who have confirmed that in different different ways. They've been dealing with this and animal, you know, veterinary medicine for years, COVID viruses. And he was saying, you know, that reality of how it's never going away. It's not like it's not like smallpox, mm-hmm. right? Because smallpox never jumped over or is never hosted in animals. It was only in humans, and that's why vaccine, vaccines will do it, 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 will, it will eviscerate it. It'll take it away because it can't go anywhere else. 
but the fact that COVID obviously is in all kinds of animals, it's it's always going to be with us. It's always going to be around. And so this idea of this that we obviously that was sold that you just get the vaccine and and it'll go away like smallpox. It's like yeah, no, it's not going to happen. It's here we go. It's like the flu. It comes in strains and you get this vaccine that's about 35% effective. And mm-hmm. It's like you hope it works and here we are. And yeah. so it's like, isn't it interesting? It's just like we're just cycled right back to where so many people thought we were going to be right from the beginning. And yeah. it's one of, one of there any scientists that are, that are, uh, well, they used to be scientists or doctors and stuff like that. And then they, uh, heard the call from God and then they went to be a preacher and now they're going to preach a sermon on, you know, some particular Sunday comparing, uh, the disease of COVID-19 <laughs> SARS to COVID-19 to sin. Oh man. And preach that script that, that, uh, and, and you could probably do that pretty well. I, I think that'll preach. Uh, I was going to say, I think I could do it and I'm not a scientist. <laughs> Because exactly. it comes in variations and it uh-huh. mutates and, and it, mutates. it watch out, uh-huh. watch out, brother. and it's contagious. Oh, and, man. and and you don't even have to; it doesn't even have to be contagious to get worse. Oh, It'll man. get worse just because of who you are. Oh man, you're not kidding. Yeah. But you know, yeah. So hopefully, I don't know if we answered anything. I don't even know if I really answered your questions, but at least we we wrestled with it some. But it is a per, it's a personal. Let me end. Let me end kind of the discussion this way. It's a personal choice. And I think it has to be, right? Mm-hmm. Because your body is different than my body, and we're all obviously made different, and we all have issues. We all have medical issues. Like nobody knows that, and there's a there's a privacy to it that is good and right, mm-hmm. and and there's convictions, there's heritage, there's all kinds of reasoning. Like it's like there's it. Uh, medicine has never been one size fits all. And yet, for some reason, in COVID nineteen, that's the way we've handled this, mm-hmm. and we're and that's where the mandates are so wrong. It's there's you cannot mandate this universally. There are so many exceptions that are legitimate for people, whether it's religious, biblical, or personal convictions, or whether it's health. Mm-hmm. There are just so many people that cannot and should not get this, and it's like that is just being totally swept under the rug, like it's no big deal. It's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And then there's others that have legitimate concerns, and they need to be given the freedom and the time to work that out mm-hmm. with their doctor. And uh, and then there's those that are fine with it, and that's good. Go mm-hmm. get it. It's your, you know, it's like no problem. Go mm-hmm. do your thing. Mm-hmm. So I I just feel like I feel like is it, it it is this way on so many levels in our country. We make mountains out of molehills. Mm-hmm. It's like, this has never been a mountain. Just We just keep chugging this thing along. We know about this. We've got therapeutics. We understand this virus. We have vaccines. Like, there's so many options. Let's not make this a big deal. It's out there. Go get it. FDA, approve it. Keep it going. Put out more studies showing the validity of this and that. Watch. People will come along at different times. It's just like, but instead, took what was a molehill and made it into this massive mountain of mess. Mm-hmm. And that's what the government does literally almost every time they get their hands on something. Mm-hmm. It always becomes a mess. Always. Yeah. I, I Honestly, I can't, I'm sure there are, but I can't think of anything that the government puts its hands on that doesn't eventually become a mess. Mm. Uh, no, there is, I can't think of anything that is has been 
in my lifetime at least that has gotten better no and the expansion of that you know if 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 i thought this that i've thought this through a few times and this is this has been very convicting on me because it shows me my sin when the government takes on things and it just gets worse that's not showing how government is bad that's showing how man is bad mm-hmm. the politicians mm-hmm. the people that god literally has put into authority for that purpose it shows just how bad and how mm-hmm. sinful man is and it convicts me because it's like well that sin that dwells in them came from adam and mm-hmm. it's in me as well so it it, it kind of checks me mm-hmm. in that regard to not look at them as he is horrible because i want to do that all the time mm-hmm. the five minutes that i allow myself to watch the news or <laughs> you know listen to the news it's like you know i just want to just say all types of bad things about the people that are in authority but then i get this conviction like nope that same thing that they deal with which is sin yep. it's in me as well yep no yeah there's truth to that and I just think um, government, uh, uh, the key, our government desperately needs, I've said it from the beginning of this, and it hasn't, my th- my convictions haven't changed at all. We've been lacking from day one humility, mm-hmm. and it continues. Of course, we've seen that even with the Afghanistan debacle and the arrogance, the arrogance, the utter arrogance of these men who prove they know nothing about anything in the world scene and they pontificate as if they do and it's like humility humility goes so far mm-hmm. instead you you know pride goes before destruction a haughty spirit before fall it's mm-hmm. like oh my word that has been the uh mo of this whole thing mm-hmm. pride arrogance haughty spirit and ever it just keeps cycling fall fall disaster disaster it's like when will somebody rise up and demonstrate a serious attitude of humility and mm-hmm. people say well you can't do that no well yeah so we'll just keep cycling back through destruction after destruction mm-hmm. but that's what we need we need somebody to just get up and say you know what we really don't know what we're doing mm-hmm. we really don't this is a mess we chose to do this that was wrong we should have done that you start doing that people start paying attention yeah because everybody knows it mm-hmm. but it, it from the day day one there's been uh, no humility and Good leaders always lead with humility. They always lead with transparency, clarity, and honesty. And that's been lacking from this. And hence why the vaccines are such a debacle as far as the rollout and the hesitancy. Because people know that. People know that. That common sense factor. Mm -hmm. People know that. And they're looking for that honesty. People will take a lack of understanding. And you don't have to know everything. You just got to be honest with them. And people will accept that. And yeah. uh, but lying to them and being arrogant and pompous and and uh, that that's, that doesn't work and here we are. I will uh, try to put this link in the show notes. That is, if this link is still here. And um, I was very much discouraged and encouraged by something I heard. Uh, uh, the the famous pastor uh, Johnny Mac say. Mm. And uh, he said, he said, people are struggling 
and wanting. And this goes back to our conversation about revival yep. that we had a few uh, podcasts ago. People are struggling and wanting and pushing towards just this utopious, oh, man. you know, awesome and amazing world. Doesn't work. But it literally, there is no hope for this world. Nope. And people are putting so much hope into that and they're pushing and they're 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 encouraging people to do this and that and you know they're listening to the wrong people when yep. i say the wrong people i mean the wrong pastors who yep. are Feeling telling it. you that that you are you, you are better than what you think you are and yep. let your you know your haters are going to be the haters that you know are there because of whatever reason you know and i know I, i'm not talking about uh uh just thinking i'm not talking about their haters they got their own haters i'm not talking about that i'm talking about people like steve furtick people like uh Joel Olstein, you know, the smiling pastors, what he calls them, you know, uh, smiling Joe. But I'm talking about those type of people who have people put their hope in the fact that their struggle, their pain, God is going to turn into, you know, whatever, you know. Hope in the hopeless. Yes. <laughs> I had this conversation with somebody today. Wow. Yeah. Very, literally almost said the same exact thing and about, uh, we, I, talked about this ad nauseum when I taught on the church government class last year that this is this is the political this is the political uh, disaster that is promoted every season every political season this is this is the this is the disaster of politics because they thrive off of they live off of it's built off of of utopian mm-hmm. promotion right mm-hmm. every politician steps forward i'll fix your problems i'll fix your dreams i'll give you what you want america will be better you know yada 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 and people obviously they do that because that's the yearning heart right mm-hmm. the yearning heart is for utopia but there is no utopia apart from the kingdom of god mm-hmm. right and everything else is is just a disaster and a and a, a, and window dressing right mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's a facade right mm-hmm. it's painted boards but there's 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 no door there's no window it's just a disney in disney you you walk through and it's all facades it's all mm-hmm. fake but it looks so real but mm-hmm. there's no town but it looks as if it's a town that's all that's all politics politicians i should say that's all they can promote and that's what most people are dreaming for but what happens is the bubble bursts mm-hmm. and they can't provide what they promise yeah every single one and mm-hmm. Because that's not what they're—that's not their job. They can't do that. It's impossible to do what they often, almost always, say they can. And people buy into it year after year, and we are seeing the culminating frustration of people as they realize, yeah, we, we're we're not getting what we quote deserve or want or or we're told, and that's that's in large part what we're witnessing and scary. Yeah. There's going to come a man who's going to step onto the stage that's going to continue that same reality and everyone will follow him. Hmm. Yes. All right, no. No. We I'm not going to let it one pass world, this time. That's a one world leader. You he's going he's going to have to explain he's, that. He's going to step onto the scene and people are going to be ripe for it and uh, he will become the one world leader mm-hmm. and he will promise utopia for everyone and and uh yep, that's how it's all going to go down. I mean, that's what the Bible 
teaches. So, all right. So I've I've let you walk past this many many times in the podcast. I can't let you do it this time. Can't can't do it, man. We've already what went so mean? long. People, are, I mean, people are cutting us off left and right already, man. What are you, <laughs> Matt? We we have to talk about it this time, man. We have skipped it every single time. We have skipped it. We haven't said anything about it. I think we. I think we. I think you, not me. We. Yeah. You should be. Uh, should give us a little bit more of that. To no, I mean, it's us. it's obviously the Antichrist and what the Bible says over and over again, right? The reality of that he will step onto the scene, the world will follow him, the world will worship him, you know, the mark of the beast, the, the vaccine is not the mark of the beast for various reasons. For those who are wondering, that is not at all. I understand why people are asking that. I can tell you it's not Mark of the Beast is on the forehead, it's on the hand, it's external, vaccines internal. Mark of the Beast was obviously no buying of any goods or selling of any goods of any kind. Obviously vaccines, that's not what's going on, you know, at any level in the sense of you might not be able to go into a restaurant, but you can go down the street and go to another one. You know, it's not, Mm -hmm. and it's clearly, obviously, it's not uh, Mark of the Beast is obviously, clearly, undeniably, given to those who worship the beast right the who those who worship the the antichrist and so obviously this is nothing nothing like that there's no worship of the antichrist happening mm-hmm. with vaccines and so i get why why some are asking that i've been asked that numerous times and so i think you got to you got to understand the bible and see the correlations however <laughs> i was having a conversation last night about this however I think if you know your Bible, you before you write off people who are asking if this is the mark of the beast, which it's not, and it's clearly not, yet at the same time, really not that far-fetched to see how that can happen now. Because we are talking about pretty much, it's not there yet, but it's pretty much you know moving towards a global mandate for this vaccine. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hmm... In, in just a short amount of time, we're having these discussions about something that's going to be mandated on everyone, everywhere, right? Now, I, we're not there yet, but it's happening. Like, the discussion is there, and obviously we see the uprising in different places for it. But the discussion is going on, mm-hmm. and it's like, I don't know if my lifetime, if I was ever able to connect that. Like whenever I read about the mark of the beast and thinking about it, the universal nature of it, Mm -hmm. like all everybody in the world was going to have to do this. And I'm just like, man, how would that ever happen? And now we're like, oh, everybody's going to have to take this. Completely simple now. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, this isn't that I'm not, I'm not making the correlation, but this is making the step to that Mm -hmm. almost so much easier to understand, like to see it. It wouldn't, it is not a far fetched. When I was a young kid and would read this and hear this, I would think, that's crazy. That's crazy. That'll never happen. You know, mm-hmm. what is this? That's like sci fi. And, you know, you're just like, oh, that's, my parents are crazy. Right. And now I'm reading it going, oh no, well, this is like, I can see this mm-hmm. in my own life. Like, we're not that far removed. Mm-hmm. Right. And obviously, the one world leader. It's like mm-hmm. you look and look at look at the countries, look at the decimation, look look at the chaos, look at the disorder. Like it, it only takes one guy to step into the scene and say, I can I can fix all this. We can we can bring all this together. We can have peace and unity. We I, I can fix all of this. Mm-hmm. And he and he brings a plan that that fits into it's like, oh yes, yes, are you kidding me? This is like so clear. 
so easy to see. So sorry. Anyway. Well, I, yes. And here's my question. I think this is this question has this is kind of it may push us to a different uh, a different subject. But yeah. will believers in Jesus Christ be experiencing all of these things? What you're talking about, while where there's a one world leader, the mark of the beast, will believers in Jesus Christ be experiencing these things or <laughs> will there be a rapture before then? You baited me in, brother. You have baited me in. I'm not gonna uh, let you. I, um, got, I got you to get you to answer this question. Okay, I will answer it. Um, I'll answer it very clearly. Um, these things I'm talking about are all tribulation, obviously, right? What is the tribulation? Yeah, yeah you're just pulling me right into this, and it's the hour is late, and I want to go home. I've been up since 4 o'clock. Well, that's man. biblical. The hour is late. It is. The, the, the hour is late. The last and, hours of this day. And I'm praying the Lord comes tonight while I'm asleep. So <laughs> so let me go home and get to bed. So Maranatha. I, yes, maybe I'll wake up in, in the presence of the king. That would yeah. be awesome. But no, um, yes, yes. Will uh, the church go through these things if you're talking about the tribulation uh, period? No, uh, I don't believe they will. If you're talking about the church going through difficulty as it leads up to that, yes, the church will go through all kinds of persecution and suffering and turmoil and all of that. So sometimes it's taught as if the church isn't going to go through suffering and even potentially martyrdom. Obviously, we know that's... Not the case, but there is, I think, in Scripture, you can see a pretty clear line where the church is, is taken out, out of the world. And uh, one of the ways in which you can see that is in uh, Revelation chapters, uh, the first part of Revelation in chapters uh, 1, 2, and 3, where the church obviously is mentioned clearly, seven letters, seven churches. And then you see the building up of, of uh, Christ in the throne room of heaven breaking the seals beginning to send the tribulation down from heaven as he casts the bowls of judgment and breaks the sealed judgments and all the trumpet judgments and all of that is happening as Christ himself is the ultimate judge who brings all this fury upon the earth and it is interesting after those seven letters the church is never mentioned again until you get to the marriage supper of the lamb mm -hmm. revelation 19 when the church is in heaven obviously with uh, as the bride of christ married to christ and so there's there's and there's other passages that point to that but that's very interesting if you're working through revelation then that brings a, another question and then is how do you interpret revelation because obviously yeah people, didn't that already happen yeah exactly so now you're going to have preter preterist views where people are going to be viewing that as those things have already happened in AD 70, and I, obviously I would take hermeneutical issues with that. And so now we're already we, way deep in the weeds. So Oh, yeah. this, 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 the, the conversation doesn't stop here. Yeah. Because I have been waiting to yeah. ask these questions. Yep. And, you know, as a good, as a good you know, uh, follower of Jesus Christ, you know, he's given me an under-shepherd to, to lead. Yep. And I just, I just walked right into the weeds with you. Yeah. And so I'm, <laughs> I'm happy to, I'm happy to break, to bend those weeds over so you don't get too many ticks. Yeah. Cause uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or if we're in the, if we're in the water to go, the, the jellyfish right yes, now, cause I, they are biting I, right I, now. I, I gladly take all jellyfish yeah. for the sheep. So, okay. So Everything that you're saying that in Revelation, that first part where the, you know, the wrath and mm -hmm. all of the judgments mm -hmm. that is 
that could potentially be, you know, if if it was God's will, that mm-hmm. could be like in the next ten years. Let's just say, I, just yeah, hypothetically, I, I don't put dates down. I don't think. But it's I'm helpful. just saying, I don't mean like to to say, yeah, this is going to happen in ten years. I mean, we aren't, you know, yeah. we're a, a cult that's no. drinking Kool Aid. I'm exactly. just saying, we like like this could happen in this in this setting, and then. Christ is going to return, rapture the Christians out, mm-hmm. but then there will be still another, like, like how does that work? Yeah, no, I mean, again, we got to spend time walking through Thessalonians because this is a this again this isn't an esoteric issue because the Scripture speaks to this, and I mean, again, a lot of people don't like to talk about eschatology, and I get it, people. People are, they get their drawers all tied up in a knot over it. And I understand, but I think people forget that there is a lot of scripture. We have a lot of scripture, a lot more than we want to admit that deals with this. It's interesting. Uh, Jesus Christ spent 40 days talking to the apostles after he came out of the tomb. What did he talk to them about? The kingdom of God Mm -hmm. for 40 days. It's very interesting. So much so that when he got to the end and he's getting ready to leave, what was their thoughts? They're so excited. Is now the time you're going to bring the kingdom? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that was their first first question, which mm-hmm. I think is it speaks to what he was teaching them, the excitement of it, the joy of it, and all these things. And what does he say? No, you guys, you guys are crazy. You guys don't know what I'm talking. No, I'm talking about a spiritual kingdom. Why? Why are you talking about a literal kingdom? Mm-hmm. He doesn't say that. He says, no, it's not, now is not the time for you to know. It's not, it's not, it's not time for you to know the times and seasons. So there, we, there's a lot more here. We have a whole letter in the, in the New Testament in large part that deals with this, you know, second Thessalonians. That was, um, it's a fly in the studio. <laughs> we got it out of the studio, Matt's office, and now it's back. He's back in. This, so this fly wants to be. So safe. there's more there, um, to just tie this up so I can go home and go to bed because I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, not the way you described it, though. There's more that needs to be explained. So, um, yes, the church will be raptured out. Tri- tribulation will come, I believe, in a in a pre, uh, pre-tribulational rapture, I believe, in a, a pre-millennial rapture, and that the millennial kingdom will come at the end of the seven-year tribulation and that's when the Lord will return, set up his literal kingdom. So that, is that called post-trib? Nope, that's pre-trib. Okay. Pre, before. Okay. Pre, before. Post is after. Okay. So, uh, and then there's mid. Some people are mid-trib where the church gets raptured out halfway through the tribulation. And again, I think you have to look at Revelation and see that reality that church is, is, is mentioned. Again, seven letters to seven churches in the first, you know, three chapters, basically. Mm-hmm. And then it's gone. It's just gone through all those judgments gone until you get what to the end. Hmm. And then it comes back. And where is she in heaven? Mm-hmm. Right. Where she's been. Right. That's the whole point. And so obviously there's more than that. And, uh, but that's a, that's a big one that, and then of course the millennial kingdom being literal, mentioned what five times in revelation 19 thousand 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 don't think that's spiritual don't think that's you know mystical i think that's literal Mm -hmm. those are real years 
I think mm. those numbers matter. Mm-hmm. And so what's he talking about there? You have to wrestle with that. Well, then obviously the prophets are very helpful because they talked a lot about the millennial kingdom. What is he talking about there? He's, you know, tons of Ezekiel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, um, and, you know, speak very clearly uh, to the millennial kingdom over and over again. So, yeah, there's a lot. We have a lot of scripture. And the Old Testament is so helpful in pointing to that because the Old Testament hope for Israel was eschatology. Hmm. It was eschatology that brought them hope in the midst of their es- exile. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, the Jeremiah's writings and yes. Daniel. It was all, that's all right. eschatology. Okay. And eschatology was meant to give hope to those in exile. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing we're going to need going forward in the midst of this chaotic world is a better understanding of eschatology because mm-hmm. a, a right understanding of eschatology brings hope. It brings hope. That's the book of Revelation is supposed to be one that drives us to hope and holiness. Mm. That was always the point of eschatology. Mm-hmm. It brings hope that all is not lost. All is not done. Christ wins in the end. Hope that drives you to holiness. Mm-hmm. That's exactly the end of Second Peter, which is the whole point that Peter says. This whole world's going to disintegrate and fire, and God is going to judge it. And what kind of people should you be if this is true? Well, you ought to be strengthened by what you've been told, and you ought to be people who walk in holiness. That's the whole point of eschatology. It always has been. It's not to build charts and try to figure out what's underneath the rock or behind the next corner in God's divine timetable. No, it's to give hope to those who are in exile. We're in exile, and it's to drive us to holiness because the Lord could could return today, and we have to give an account. And so we ought to be a people of hope with joy, knowing that the, 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 the end is sealed, and we ought to be a people who are striving for godliness, knowing the end could come at any moment. So eschatology is going to become an even more important reality. But in the modern church, especially in the modern Reformed church, eschatology is almost almost seen as a non-essential. Like it's almost mocked and it's just like, yeah, we don't want to talk about that because it's weird and it divides and, and it's easy to get along if we don't talk about eschatology. And it's like, yeah, but it, it, we're, we're going to need it. Mm-hmm. We're going to need it. Okay. Well, I'm not going to bother you no more about it Is right that, now. It did, it's going to be way more questions did, later. Did that help though? That little that snippet helped, that that did that, that did that appease for a little bit. That was that was just a a, a, a drop, but just a taste. Just uh, what my dad used to call them horse derby. Got some of them horse derbies. <laughs> Or derves is how yeah. people that aren't from where my dad is from call them. So. But he did say, "Buddy, boom." <laughs> my my dad is, is from the country. Yeah, you know, from the country. So, all right. Well, uh, I appreciate that. Um, I appreciate everything that you talked about today. Um, just to let everybody know as well, you probably I've gotten a lot of dirty looks in church. I just want to know that I want y'all to know that I've seen them. You've given me some dirty looks because I haven't been, we haven't been putting out uh, the podcast as, you know, as much as you all would like. Well, keep, I'm sorry, keep in mind that, you know, we have to kind of mesh our schedules together sometimes and that's a little difficult. Uh, But what we are now planning to do is instead of giving you uh, something every week, 
what we're going to do is give you just kind of a long version of podcast uh, every other week. And that'll be a little bit more manageable for us. So if it is a 45 minute podcast, if it's a half hour you know, podcast, if it's an hour, if it's an hour and a half, uh, we'll just do it that way because that just makes it easier for the both of us. So we don't have to um, uh, record as much. So uh, please bear with us as we are uh, sinners uh, and we are prone to uh, not be able to do everything that everybody else wants us to do. I'll put it that way because we want to I, I want to sit with Matt and, and have a conversation a lot more than I do. But, you know, life and uh, duties uh, well, duties, then life kind of get things and, you know, get in the way of those things. So bear with us. We love you all. We appreciate you. Please, if you have any questions, comments, uh, any cries of anguish, as Matt would say, uh, please don't hesitate to email us at the truth talks podcast at gmail.com. Um, <laughs> no, you're not allowed to text me <laughs> or you can't text me. I don't care if you have my number, uh, or you can give us a call at six, one, two, 88 truth and, uh, leave a voice message there. Uh, but we appreciate you all listening. And, uh, you know, like I said, if you have any questions, uh, please feel free to reach out and, uh, you can also, uh, share us, please leave a five star review as well. If you are able to on your platform of your choice that you use to listen to. Thank you all for listening to the Truth Talks podcast. Here is the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. The biblical gospel starts with God. Out of nothing, God made everything, including you and me, to bring himself much pleasure. His purpose for us as humanity was to love, obey and enjoy him perfectly. Instead of this, man has sinned against our loving creator and acted in rebellion. Since God is good and just, he must punish sin that deserves eternal conscious punishment under God's wrath in hell. But God, being merciful, loving, and gracious, had a plan to punish sin and so be a just judge and yet forgive sinners and so display mercy by sending his own son, Jesus Christ, the co-equal and co-eternal son of God, to take on human flesh, fulfilling his perfect requirements in the place of sinners, loving, obeying, and enjoying him perfectly. Furthermore, Jesus bore the full wrath of God upon the cross, and he satisfied the eternal anger of God, standing in a place of sinners, though he was himself perfectly sinless. God showed his acceptance of Christ's sacrifice by raising Jesus from the dead after three days in the grave. Now Jesus commands everyone everywhere to repent, turn from their sin, and believe, trust in him. This is the glorious transaction. God then charges Christ's perfection to the sinner and no longer views him as an enemy, but instead an adopted son and daughters covered in the perfect righteousness of his son. We can now have peace with God and have eternal life with him forever. It's true for every person in every culture, in every place, in every language through all time. So our response to this good news is repentance and faith. Dear hearer, behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Turn from your sins. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and this day. Be reconciled to God. Thanks for tuning in today. Please subscribe to the podcast and leave a comment. 
If you have a question, please send them to thetruthtalkspodcast at gmail.com. Visit our Instagram and Twitter at thetruthtalkspodcast. And visit our website at bellcroftbiblechurch.org. Delighting in the word that we might walk in the truth. A ministry of Bellcroft Bible Church.